0: I, re- I wrote an intro now. I can't <laughs> read it because my microphone thing's in the way. A living drug, alien parasites, an amputee, and the dog who might just save the world. We watch John Dies at the end, and this is episode 50 of Have You Seen. Yes, indeed, Earthlings. This is the, the half century of Have You Seen. We've yeah. managed to crank out 50 of these things now, mm-hmm. which is uh, an amazing stack. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty proud of our achievement there.
0: Yeah. Um fourteen months after we first started, I am still Kieran LaFort and this is uh still Tom Webb. Hello. Uh, and we are still um asking, have you seen? Yeah. The question to start all movie discussions. <laughs> Go get that tagline in more. No, I know. We yeah. should push that a bit more. Yeah, we should. I was so proud of that when I came up with it. <laughs> uh we had a very special pitch last week. Mm. Uh Trevor Flattery, he of uh The Land of America. Sent us our first audio feedback in which he said very nice things about us. Yeah, it was was lovely to hear. Indeed. Uh, And uh, also pitched us John Dies at the End. Yeah. Which is quite a recent film. Mm. In Uh, fact,
1: I I mean, uh, has it come out over here? I
0: think uh, it is, as we record this, I think it is out in uh, three days in the UK. Okay. Or it was out last week. It's 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 either just uh, come out or or it's just just about to come out. Right. Uh, But in America, it's on Netflix, yeah, uh, which makes it nice and easy to watch. Yes, if you can get those sort of things, which we can because we're dedicated to you. We want to try and get access to as many movies as possible. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, I should try and recap this film, really. Yeah, Yeah, Um, give it a go. I tell you what, I'll do the IMDb synopsis, which is over on my computer. So I've got to try and twist so I can talk into the microphone and read the and read Notepad at the same time. Right, John does at the end. IMDb says. A new street drug that sends its users across time and dimensions has one drawback. Some people return as no longer human. Can two college dropouts save humankind from this silent otherworldly invasion? There we go.
1: Yeah, that's fairly concise.
0: Uh, it's written and directed by Don Coscarelli, mm-hmm. or uh, adapted from a novel by a man called David Wong, which is not his real name. Right. That's his uh, that's his pen name. Yeah. Uh, and the lead character is also called David Wong, confusingly. Yeah, yeah. Neither of these men are Asian. No. Um... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he got it. Uh, he found the book through uh, an Amazon recommendation email because he'd bought a book and it recommended he might like that book. So he bought John Dies at the end, decided he wanted to option it and uh, turn it into a film. Yeah. Uh, Don Coscarelli uh, wrote and directed Beastmaster, the Phantasm series, and Baba Hotep. So if yep. you've seen any of those, you'll know what kind of territory we're headed into Absolutely, a bit.
1: Yeah, there was another one as well, actually, and I can't remember what it was. Oh,
0: they're the only ones in my note. Right, yeah. Uh, they're they're now, the course. big ones, yeah, yeah. So where do we start? With John Dies at the end.
1: I think we should both kind of give a little sum up of general feeling. Okay. And then kind of go into the finer points of it.
0: Okay. I can sum up in five words.
1: Right. What the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) On so many levels. Absolutely, yeah. What I will say is I think overall I quite enjoyed it. Okay. Okay but I, I think the beginning and the end are the strongest bits and it kind of wanders and sags off in the middle i think overall yeah i didn't
0: enjoy it right but there are lots of good ideas within it yeah none of which are developed and pursued properly
1: now what's kind of interesting is i i for the for the bit that will come after this segment where we kind of do the reviews and stuff like that from from uh, on online and other people's reviews there was a general feeling What you, I'm
0: laughing what you... because I can see your notepad right you have written very few notes I've written yeah. almost two pages right yeah but what I noticed is the page next to it because last week we reviewed Hurt Locker <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've which, you, you, which, yeah, which you see had no notes for and didn't even write no. the title on the page and you've gone back and you've written just <laughs> Hurt Locker on an otherwise blank page well I
1: thought I'd leave that there so I remember that we've covered it <laughs> Sorry, just to kind of keep some semblance of order to my yes. My no, notes. I understand that, but it just looks funny. Anyway, back to John yes, to the yeah. end. Um, yeah, the overriding sensation of a lot of the negative reviews I've seen is that it doesn't do the book justice and it doesn't cover a lot of what's in it.
0: Okay, now I would say yeah, it doesn't even add up to that IMDb synopsis. No, because there seems that to be- is describing is not describing the film I finished watching approximately ten minutes ago.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I. There was loads of stuff I was kind of expecting to see and didn't. I can see now when Trevor initially pitched it, he kind of said it's it's kind of, you know, we were talking about movies like Big Trouble in Little China and uh, Buckaroo, Banzai. Buckaroo Banzai and things like that. And they, you know. Buckaroo Bane of Kieran's existence. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I, I love those films, but I think what they have over this is there's a really distinct plot. And they kind of is yes. in this, but the, it, it loses it and meanders off it a bit too It does. Much. That's part of my problem. I was almost a bit like, uh, if this was a 45-minute episode of a TV show, it would be amazing.
0: Two points here, yeah. which I can... Co- uh, okay, I wrote, a weird thing happens, then another weird thing happens, then another. I'd like a little more grounding and coherence rather than a free-form, non-stop trip, yeah. which is what this seems to be. Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is a film for the chemically enhanced. Right, yeah. The other thing I wrote is... This is David Lynch gets stoned and decides to remake Ghostbusters as an episode of Supernatural.
1: Yeah, that pretty sum- that sums it up really well, actually. Yeah, and I mean, there were bits of this film I really liked. There are ideas within this film I
0: really liked, right? Uh, and I will say there are there were a couple of scenes I liked. Yeah. and I laughed a few
1: times. Same here. Yeah, I thought all the stuff with Paul Giamatti was quite good. I like I like his kind of, interaction. He kind of-
0: in general just. In movies, in general, elevates it's, any scene uh, he's in. Yeah, he's just—he yeah. just has one of those presences. Uh, yeah, and yeah. He's definitely the best actor. Yeah. In the piece, although I like the lead guy as well. I yeah, thought he, I thought you he did was very good. well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, should we kind of try and wrangle this in and start? Maybe go through chronological. So start at the beginning. Law, if, yeah,
0: yeah. All right. It starts with a decapitation.
1: Yeah. Now, what was your first uh, note based on that opening sequence? Shall we explain the opening sequence? I quickly? wrote.
0: Starts with a decapitation.
1: Right. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, so that opening sequence is a conundrum. Basically, uh, a man man decapitates something with an axe, but the handle breaks, so he gets the handle replaced. And then he kills something else with it a little while later, and the head breaks, so he replaces the head. And then the original corpse comes back to the dead and says, that's the axe that killed me. Yes. Well, is it? Because the two main parts are being replaced. But
0: this is just the kn- Americans not having seen Only Fools and Horses. That is exactly my first yeah. note. It's <laughs> Only Fools and Horses triggers yeah, yeah. Broom. Yeah, yeah Because yeah. That's, that's the 12, gag. There's 12 yeah. new heads
1: and 8 new handles. I've had it for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, I can't believe that they've made that opening title sequence around that gag, but completely missed that gag. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. My second it, note
0: right. said, "Shouldn't David Wong
1: look a little more Chinese?" And then oh, yeah. they do explain that <laughs> yeah, afterwards yeah. why
0: why he's just entirely Caucasian.
1: Yeah. My my next note um, was the fact that the main influences that I started to it started to remind me of things were um, Dexter and Buffy. At that point, okay. In in the kind of the feel of the the, the pro, like the 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 style of it, um, the voiceover style is kind of very reminiscent of Dexter. Which I, I haven't thought, seen. I know you haven't. I really like it. I really like Dexter. I think it's really good. Um and then there were kind of elements of it that kind of felt a bit Buffy esque. Yeah. Um which it kind of doesn't maintain that standard. Imagine a feature length incoherent episode of Buffy. Yeah, but not as good. Yeah. In place. With cheaper special effects. Y- yeah, yeah. Um my next note is actually quite far in, so you might want to take well, over. Um Wrestling reference of the week. I
0: spotted the Rey Mysterio Jr. mask on a skull in David's. um, Oh, that's cool. There's a fucking close up of it. (laughs) Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. Uh, In in, in David's apartment. Um, My next note, something I did like actually, um, is where they. David goes off to see his friend, the titular John. Yeah, who has like a mission for them? They're off to help out this girl yeah. who's having problems with her uh, boyfriend yeah. because the boyfriend is dead and won't leave her alone. Yeah,
1: no, that actually, that also reminded me a bit of Reaper. Yeah,
0: yeah, I That's quite very, like that show. I,
1: I did as well. I never watched all of it, but
0: I'd... yeah, there's not much of it. It no. shouldn't be hard to see it all. Anyway, no. um, I liked even just the sight gag. Of the cuts of meat coming out the freezer and forming into a monster yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool That
1: kind of terminator-esque yeah gathering
0: um, and then I don't have any more notes for a little while after that. right Uh, but yeah I kind of I like that that was kind of yeah. fun
1: see I, I thought right at the beginning there were loads of these kind of nice little bits and pieces that were all forming together and I was like this is gonna be fun and weird and, and interesting and then it kind of just slowly tapers off a bit and then picks up again near the end
0: yeah I didn't think it picked up very well at the end
1: no, I mean not a whole lot, but I mean there's the, there were We should were, talk about the
0: end when we get to the end, but I Yeah, uh, no, there were I bits of it that I liked. Yeah, yeah. And towards the end. Mm. Um this film contains the nastiest puking scene I've seen in a while. Yeah. I've never seen uh, it looked like he was just throwing up porridge <laughs> yeah, and it that looked was pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> I've written, "Hey, Doug Jones." That, that's mine. So I can see Doug Jones's face. Yeah, <laughs> Um asking, asking the kinds of questions that stoned people would ask. Yeah. In the scene where he first appears in the car, very it's much. It's all those yeah. kind of. It's all those philosophical. Philosophical is the wrong word. And yeah, I know, know quasi-philosophical. Yeah. Questions that only people who have a significant amount of weed in the system yeah. <laughs> will ask and want to talk about. Yeah. Um, I've written an alternative title as well. John mm-hmm. dies 39 minutes in. Right, yeah. Because that's when John actually dies. Yeah. I like the idea of. It's not time travel, but I liked. I like John communicating, communicating from beyond time. Yeah,
1: see that I really liked, and I loved the whole sequence with the hot dog phone and yes. all that kind of stuff. And he can talk to him through certain mediums and and all that. I, I feel I, we're I really not explaining like this very well because anybody who's no.
0: just like switched on and uh, heard the phrase, I liked him talking through the hot dog. <laughs> <time."> <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, no, I know. But I mean, people. Hopefully, people will have you know heard the pitch last week and try and see- yeah. seek it out before listening to this. Part. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, so, like, I mean, there were bits like that I really liked and that kind of weirdness. And, again, that reminded me in turn of, of something like Rubber, which has that off-kilter yeah. feel to it. I didn't get bit, on with that one, did I? No, you didn't. But you have to admit it's a bit more cohesive than this.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, but French.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it was made by a French film. <laughs> it's friend, it's cohesive it? as a French film <laughs> Yeah, get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I thought of something and now I've completely forgotten it. Sorry. Um... What did I like? Things I like. Yeah, they're talking on the hot dog phone bit. I like the mm. scene in the restaurant where um, uh, Dave is talking to John on the phone.
1: Yeah. Whilst but he's, Do- sitting but opposite. he's talking
0: to John from the future while John from the present oh, no, is the sitting seat- opposite him. Yeah. Which I thought was cool and clever. Yeah. Um, I also <laughs> really like the fight with the uh, possibly imaginary cop in the police station. Mm-hmm. Where uh, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Where he accidentally tears off his arm <laughs> yeah. and ends up fighting with the
1: disembodied arm wrapped around his neck. Yeah, that's, that's that's a bit of the mustache as well, isn't it? Yes, and the mustache come off and attack him. Yes, and yeah. See that yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. See, I was still at this point. I was still like, this is going to be cool. This is going to be fun. Well, my note before that actually says I'm not a fan of the
0: structure and framing devices. Right. Um, it's doing a lot and a little all at once. Yes. it's doing a lot of stuff but not advancing any story yeah and it's kind of all over the shop
1: yeah that that was kind of my main problem with it, I think is it very similar to that is you kind of think, well, I'm being told lots of stuff, but nothing seems to be happening,
0: yeah um but yeah you know. I've then got a big gap before I get to any more notes
1: um, I'm sure oh yeah, now I think I do too the next the next thing that I really liked about it was when they' they're in the shopping mall.
0: I've got more notes before that. I Have can you? see your, I can see what you've written from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I okay. Let's go with more things I like. I liked, um, I like the idea of a living drug that can force itself upon you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I liked the animation when that when they kind of got in close to it. It had that kind of. It was liquid, but it had that kind of yes spike in it. Yeah, that yeah. It kept kind of coming out. And yeah, yeah. That looked really cool. I but thought. also
0: the bit where he's in the Jamaicans' house and he's thinking about. Taking the two little, they look like jelly beans. Oh, he's yeah. They in the turn into flies. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of, he's thinking about taking it and rejects it. Yeah. And, but then the drug kinda sort of independently decides he is going to take it. it. turns itself into a fly and forces itself into his mouth. Well, yeah. one goes in his mouth and the other, try, the other burrows in through his cheek. Yeah. yeah. Um. I love, <laughs> there's a bit in the back of uh, when they're on the way to the shopping mall that you talked about. Yeah. Um, where uh, there's John and Dave. The amputee girl yeah. who's missing a hand. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh Fred, the Chinese guy. Yeah. Um and John is comatose and is woken up by the dog licking him. There's a dog involved as yeah. well. Um If you think you're confused, we had to watch this. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, and there's a little exchange where um John's like, he's woken up, he's brought out the camera by the dog, mm. and he says, Are we going to the mall or coming back? And Dave says, We're going. Uh, and he looks, and um, Dave, uh, John looks over at Fred and says, Oh, yeah, because Fred's still alive. <laughs> yeah, like right. right in front yeah, of Fred. Yeah. And Fred's yeah. like, What? <laughs>
1: yeah, I did like that.
0: Yeah. Um, I also like things like uh, the Old Testament baseball bat. Yeah. was yeah. a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, chiming in with the note I can see you've written, yeah. I liked the. Uh, the ghost door only being able to be opened by the amputee Girl's phantom hand.
1: yeah exactly that that was my next night so, I mean set. there's loads of great cool ideas, yeah, in here, absolutely but they're, yeah, just, yeah.
0: They're, they're all in search for a coherent yeah. story.
1: yeah, and it's suddenly like you know you've got this 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 apparition of a door and a lock like you like no one can touch the handle, And yeah. then she takes her prosthetic hand off mm. and she can she can touch it with the hand she doesn't have um because they've already made a real hash of explaining phantom limb syndrome yeah. earlier on in the film but yeah, yeah. so I, I thought that was such a great idea it yeah. was that you know if you do have something amputated mm. you have the ghost of it still there yeah. which was that's a genius I yeah guess. yeah um uh while we're talking
0: about prosthesis there was a sight gag at the end that creased me up right. um john doesn't die at the end the dog dies at the end yeah let's just say that yeah um and there's the dog's gravestone, which is mm. funny in itself. Mankai's yeah. best friend was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and the amputee girl and uh, David are now together. Yeah. And they kiss. And she brings her hand up into <laughs> the frame to cradle I- his face. And it's her big plastic prosthetic hand. And yeah. I I nearly wet myself. Yeah. I, that's just a fantastic little sight gag detail. Yeah. Because
1: <laughs> um, it's just kind of clonked on the side of his head with no kind of care. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um,
0: and now we kind of get into where I just, I completely got lost. Yeah, same here. The jump into the alternate dimension. Yeah, which uh, was
1: the green screen. was, was just, horrible. Yeah, and um, that's the point when I suddenly go. Uh, I, I checked I was out, like, I kind of checked yeah, out. Yeah, and I was kind of like, oh man, it just looks like a really bad episode of Doctor Who now. yeah, it, yeah. It's like, it's, now we're getting into real TV shows running yeah. out of budget special effects. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is a shame. And I, and I do think that this movie could have, you know, if it had had a bit more money behind it and there had been someone that could have just, you know, kind of pulled the script together a little bit, maybe added a few touches, they could have made a great movie.
0: I think the problem is the writer-director. Mm, I think so. It needed someone else to go through the screenplay first yeah. and tie it, tie it all together. Yeah before it was directed even by uh, Coscarelli could have written yeah. the first draft
1: and given it, it to a and script it editor. someone else
0: and then taken it back and directed it yeah I, but it needed someone else in the writing process
1: last week we were talking about Bubba Hotep and Baba Hotep too Two, yes. and I was saying that I believe that Bruce Campbell has left it because yeah, yeah. he couldn't they they couldn't you know reach a consensus of what it should be and it sounds like maybe Coscarelli's got that kind of He's got a baby and he's going to keep it yeah. all to himself. He's not yeah. going to, you know.
0: Sometimes you just need there's stuff you just need to let go.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's Joss Whedon's uh, edict, isn't it? You, you know, kill, always kill your baby. Yeah. Meaning that when something's not working, kill the bit you love most. Yeah. Because that is that undoubtedly the- what what's causing the problem.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there were still bits I liked even after it went.
1: Yeah, same here. I mean I like I, I liked the whole bit near the end where um where Paul Giamatti finds out he's white. Yes. <laughs> I mean just that was brilliant. It's yeah. just like, and he and then you start to hear in his voice that there's there's this kind of uh kind of Amer uh, sort of American Black guy speech. There, there's a few words he uses and a few ways he he's where he, things gets, where he where sits where you in the suddenly car. Go, oh, and he had, oh yeah, yeah actually, he's
0: had the realisation can... He goes and sits in the front of the car, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I noticed that as well.
1: Yeah, there's a and few is, little that bits. That's
0: testament to his acting, absolutely. Really. Yeah, because I was really... suddenly like,
1: I, I, as soon as the guy, you know, he he kind of made made the inference that he was black. You kind of go, yeah, I can actually buy that. I, yeah, that. and it was it was weird, but. I That, yeah, again, that was one of the things I really quite, I did quite like. Yeah. Um, the TV psychic
0: guy. Yeah. You know, he's the Kurgan from Highlander.
1: I've never seen Highlander. What? No. Fuck me. I've (laughs) got to find a copy of Highlander.
0: Right. Hold on.
1: That (laughs)
0: Highlander in big. I believe
1: it's on, uh, I think it's on maybe UK Netflix, actually. I will, I will seek it out. Yeah. That,
0: that, it may not hold up, but that's a movie from my childhood that I like. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, right. Well, this and that's got a box around it and exclamation marks, and I'm going to put some <laughs> stars, and I might even draw a butterfly <laughs> uh, and a man getting beheaded. Um, yeah, okay, he's, all uh, right, fine. He's played by the bad guy from Highlander. Right. Um, I, I've
1: seen him in some
0: something else, so I don't know what. I should, okay. Look, I'm actually um, to look. And. He, he has a great line at the end where they, they there's a bomb thing. I like the idea yeah. of a hallucinogenic bomb. Yes. Brilliant yeah. idea. He's got this hallucinogenic bomb and he says, this may not kill Korok, but it'll sure fuck his shit up. That <laughs> yeah, made me laugh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also found the animated bug massacre quite funny.
1: Oh yes, where yeah, they show yeah, 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 how the yeah, yeah, parasite yeah, yeah. things and have the, killed people like, in this world. Yeah, to make it more palatable for you, we're going to show it in a different medium. Yes, I believe you it as call as it well. cartoons. cartoons. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah it's something I've written is good ideas are brought up, then abandoned, and I feel like I'm being constantly pummeled with stuff. Yeah, yeah. It felt This felt really long, this film. It's 99 yeah. minutes, and it felt yeah. so long.
1: I, I, I kind of got to the point where I was like, there's probably twenty to thirty brilliant ideas in this film if yeah. they picked fifteen and run with them, they could yeah. it would have been great yeah and i, I, I you know yeah the, yeah there's too really much stuff that.
0: that's accomplishing too little yeah um
1: the the final
0: battle on the catwalk over the monster thing, yes, there is some shitty directing and editing in that fight scene, <laughs> right. it's horrible. It brought to mind the worst bits of Iron Sky.
1: Right, like yeah. Slightly
0: yeah. cheaper. Well, in this case, no, the effects in Iron Sky are better. They are, very much. But, right. uh, yeah, where it just, it's all a bit, it's a bit, becomes a bit clunky and homemade. Yeah, I, I, and doesn't to me, quite work. There are, a few people se- don't seem to be in the right places. And
1: those scenes really did seem to smack of we're really, really running out of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, guys, we've got a day to shoot this whole scene. Yeah. How long's the scene? Eight minutes. Well, shit, we better get going. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, he's been in loads of stuff I've seen. Which- yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and then we get to the very end. Mm. That's my next, my final.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've kind of run out yeah, of this yeah. Already, but
0: And I've written in big letters, why are we starting a new story in the credits?
1: Yeah. I, that You're I
0: didn't blatantly get. not going to get a sequel out of this. Just wrap it up. Yeah. It, this is one problem. This just couldn't stop. It couldn't wrap no, up. No, no, no. It was like watching AI. <laughs> yeah, right, I where it now. just ends and ends and ends and ends and ends. Right. Um, X-Men 2. Or not ends rather. Yeah, it just it should be wrapping up, and it's starting new stuff and new stuff.
1: Yeah, I I just found that. Um, yeah, that, that whole bit near the end just was not needed in the size. They should have ended on the shot of the guy with the prosthetic hand on his face, and just yeah, that should have been the end shot. Yeah, yeah.
0: And you get a good and a good funny joke to go out on. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, two guys who cross dimensions, uh, ridding alternate universes of a parasitic alien invasion would be a cool story, yeah, but not like this. That's what I think this should have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just... Yeah. It kind of feels like... It almost feels like an incoherent feature-length pilot
1: for a TV show. See, now, I'm starting to think that maybe you can't have your cake and eat it in the sense that you can have weird stuff, yeah, but you need to keep the plot cohesive. Yes. Or you can have... I couldn't pick act breaks out of this. No, or you could have a... A weird kind of crazy plot, Mm. but you need to keep the world cohesive, yeah. And they don't do either, they try to to weird out on both of them, yeah. Like, for example, rubber Mm. you've got a really simple plot, but the world is distorted and weird, yeah. And that works Mm. whether you like it or not, it you know, it works as an idea and a concept as a movie. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that was kind of the problem. Um, maybe this kind of brings me on to the, the um, yeah, Amazon reviews and stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: Tom doing those this week. I had to watch this very last minute, so I set him a task to uh, yeah, raid th- Amazon th- for reviews. This,
1: this is a complete division of love hate. I saw,
0: I did mention before we started recording, I saw, uh, I did a bit of Googling yesterday, and I saw uh, the first line of a professional review mm. which said this film would have been much better if John had died at the beginning.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well I've got one five star review and two one star reviews. Um, in general, the w- one star reviews and the low re- low rated reviews were all this isn't the book. fine. Um, and a lot of the five- lots of people don't
0: understand that you can't just take a book no. and make it into a movie. Especially they a did book- that with the Hunger Games. Yeah, especially and that a wasn't book a good like film. This. Yeah.
1: Um, I've been hearing people talk about Cloud Atlas and the fact that that is a book that you couldn't make into a movie. Yet the Wachowski siblings have done it. Mm. Um, and we actually, uh, I shot an interview with the the author of the book. And he was over the moon. He was just, I thought this was unfilmable. But the way they've done it, yeah, they've had to change it about a bit. But I think the way they've done it is brilliant. Okay. So that was kind of interesting to hear that from that point of view. Um, but anyway, so the the five-star review I've got is this. Uh, the title is A Fun Journey into absurd and, profound, uh, absurd and Profound. No, it isn't the book, which I also enjoy. And maybe it's not for everyone. But... If you like The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Evil Dead 2, I can pretty much guarantee you will love this movie as much as I do. It's the same director who did Bubba Hotep. How can you not enjoy a movie that not only has a meat monster, but also a killer moustache, a guy who talks to a bratwurst, alternative universes, and a heroic dog? I say give it a go. I don't think you'll be sorry you did. Bonus, this is good on weed. There's another... There case. we go. Um... First one star review is entitled Juvenile Homophobic Broed Out Garbage. Where do they get homophobic <laughs> from? I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but hey, I, um, I expected more from the director of Phantasm. Sorely disappointed in, in this rejected supernatural type script and truly mediocre direction. Oh, well. And then the final one I've got is the worst $10 I've ever spent. This movie was downright awful everything was so out of place i despise the person who let this steaming pile of shit see the light of day <laughs> <laughs> and that was it <laughs> so i mean it's worth it's it's actually worth having a true i mean obviously that lots of lots of the good reviews are really long well long reviews and yeah. they're well written and they're quite balanced actually people go people say they've missed out all of this stuff in the book hmm but this is why, and this is why I think they did that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it, it is interesting. I think it's it's worth watching this movie, I think. Because Even though overall I didn't like it, I would, you know, I, this is not,
0: I probably wouldn't watch it again, yeah. but I would say it is worth watching.
1: I think so, definitely. I'm pleased uh, Trevor pitched it to us because I think, you know, again, from the conversation we were having, is nobody makes films like this anymore, particularly. No. They're quite rare. And whether they work or not, you should go and see him to just encourage more people to make them and to just, you know, because let's face it, one of them is going to get it right. Yeah. And you don't want that to get buried. No. In a way. And I, no, I, I kind of understand that. Yeah. Also, no. I don't want to encourage shit films. Well, no, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, I, I this sort of thing really appeals to me. And again... Yeah, this is much more your bag than mine. Yeah, I think so. And it, there's so much cool stuff in it, and it's just—it's a shame it just doesn't quite hang together. But I can imagine if you were stoned off your face, then it would be amazing. Yeah, you know. I—I I, and again, I actually, I think maybe if you did have like a beer and pizza night, and you know, maybe you get. Two or three movies from the the well, not the video shop anymore because they don't exist. But you you know you're on Netflix or whatever, yeah. and you're going to watch two or three movies. If you make that the last one, when have had, had a few, few drinks, yeah. I bet it would be a good laugh actually. Yeah, just for like just getting lots of people chipping in, and I can see how it could be a really good. Yeah. Kind of it could be. I think it's probably a better group experience than it is a singular experience. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not. I can say I'm probably
0: never going to watch it again, but I can guarantee. Every now and again, one of the cool ideas I liked will pop into my head.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. I think I'm I'm the same. Yeah. And in fact, I mean, it's the sort of movie that I'll I may give another chance to, like later on down the line. Mm. There's a, quite a few movies where I kind of go, I saw that and I didn't like it at the time. Maybe I'll give it another go. Mm. And then I like it a bit more the second time. One of those was um, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. I haven't seen that. I watched it and it was pretty bad. Mm. And then every now and then I was thinking, God, I really liked the way they did this in that movie. Mm. Or maybe I'll watch it again. And I watched it again. It's like, oh, it's not as, it's, it's still not great, but it's not as bad as I remember. And I do love the way it looks. Mm. So I'm, um, I think it's one of those things. It might kind of, you know, sneak up on you. Yeah. I think the good things will sneak up on you more. Yeah. And you'll kind of forget the the other bits. Yeah. yeah.
0: Should we talk about what we're going to talk about next week?
1: Yeah. Why not? Yeah.
0: Shall I, shall I start? Yeah. Go on in. Okie dokie. Um, I, there's a film that's been on my list to pitch to you since before we started this show. Right. That's um,
1: interesting because so is mine.
0: Okay, good. Um, and I went and saw it at the cinema, mm-hmm. bought the DVD. Right. Don't think I ever watched the DVD. Right. Um, lost the DVD in a breakup. Right. Uh, um, and thought I still had it. And then I went into... Insert the name of any video shop you like here because I can't remember where I was. Um, Oh, I know where I was. Wait a second. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves.
1: Why? Now he's scrabbling about under the desk.
0: I need to reach my phone, but it's plugged in on the floor and charging. Actually, it's charged, so I can
1: unplug it. I know where I was.
0: I was in Tesco. Right. You remember how... Last week? The week before? Oh, you're talking I about I Sainsbury's having, having the deal. Sainsbury's yeah, yeah, yeah. had deals with yeah. uh, movies.
1: That's right, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is one of them that right. was in there. It cost me three quid. Right. Also in there, Yeah. Uh, for under a fiver, films yeah. we talked about and like and recommend, mm. were Hurt Locker. Oh, really? 21 Jump Street and Unstoppable. Were they all on DVD? All on DVD. And if you bought all of them, that would cost you £11.
1: That's interesting, because I saw in Asda, I think it was, um, they're doing Blu-rays and they had Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2, 4 or 5 on Blu-ray. Bloody hell. So I didn't them, like those
0: films, but that's a pretty good that's deal. That's a good deal.
1: Yeah, and there I was bought, a few I others actually, as well. The things like Senna and stuff like that mm, I had loads of them. So mm. if you're in, for, it's worth checking them out every now and then. I actually bought the Jump Street Blu-ray. That was only £9. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so this yeah, film was so there as well, and fine. I paid three quid for it. Okay, excellent. Um, and I'd forgotten how much I like it Right. Until I was watching it.
1: Oh, that's good. I always like it when that happens with a movie. Um, this week, you get to watch
0: Little Miss Sunshine.
1: Oh right, okay, yeah, no, I've never seen. Which is yet, something
0: yeah. I probably shouldn't like, right? Because <laughs> like it's, Harry Met Sally. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because this is this is about. Okay, let's let let me recap the plot slightly. Okay. Uh, the dysfunctional Hoover family from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, I can't read that. <laughs> Okay, right. The dysfunctional Hoover family from Albuquerque, New Mexico, pack up into their yellow VW camper van to take Mm -hmm. their seven-year-old girl to California Mm -hmm. because she is a finalist in the Little Miss Sunshine beauty pageant.
1: Right. This really is sounding like your cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um,
0: What I like about it are the characters and the performances, and I will kind of run down the the actors and their characters quickly. Okay. The uh, said seven-year-old uh, is played by Abigail Breslin. This was mm. her first kind of proper role. Uh, she's called Olive, uh, and she's not exactly the beauty pageant type. She's right. porky, big glasses, badly dressed, dorky little kid. Right, but full of energy mm. and like a sweet little kid. Yeah. Tony Collette is her mum, Cheryl. Mm. Uh, she's pro-honesty and trying very hard to keep this bunch from imploding. Right. Greg Kinnear uh, is Richard, the dad. Uh, he's trying to sell his, sell his nine-step motivational self-help success scheme,
1: right. but he's
0: not having any success doing it. Right? Um, he's very positive, and he's all about being a winner. He lumps people: you're either a winner or a loser. Right? Um, and he's all about being a winner and trying to help others to do the same thing. Right? Which has both its pros and cons. Yeah. Paul Dano uh, plays the moody teenager older brother Dwayne. Right. Um, he reads Nietzsche. He wants to be a fighter pilot and he's taken a vow of silence until he reaches his goal of being accepted to flight school. Right. He communicates via uh, a pen and paper and wears a T-shirt that just says in big letters, Jesus was wrong. Right. Um, Steve Carell mm-hmm. uh, plays Uncle Frank. Right. Uh, he is uh, he's the mum's brother mm-hmm. rather than the dad's, dad's brother. brother yeah. uh, he's a noted academic who also happens to be struggling with his newfound homosexuality and he's right. recovering from a failed suicide, a suicide attempt. <laughs> right. And finally, yeah. in this family is Grandpa Edwin, mm-hmm. uh, played by Alan Arkin, right. and he's uh, <laughs> I've written. He's a foul-mouthed, pussy-loving, coke snorter uh, right. who's been booted out of his care home and now coaches Olive for the pageant. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, they are. What you've got here is six great performances. I think. Yeah. They make a totally believable family unit. Right. Uh, as dysfunctional as they may be, I could I immediately bought that these six people were a family. Okay um it's sweet and comic uh, sometimes very darkly so yeah. um uh sometimes bordering on slapstick right. um it's tragic uh and we we'll, which we'll talk specifically about these things yeah. next week uh and ultimately i think it's quite heartwarming and just lovely okay um there is also what would now be considered a one scene cameo right. from someone who was nothing then because it was his what 2006 i think back, yeah. yeah someone who was nothing then mm. and is massive now and you'll know them when you see them okay um yeah i don't really have anything else to say okay no that's, uh, great. I, pretty, that's great that's pretty much all my notes it's right, right. just because i just sat back and watched it fair enough um and i just found myself smiling and really enjoying it right and yeah we'll talk about specific scenes and okay. the feelings that go with those scenes next week
1: okay excellent Well, I've got one that I want to pitch you and I know you will have seen a portion of this film before. Okay. Because pretty much everyone has. Um, And I'm going to pitch it to you because, well, basically, you know when I always say, I say it quite a lot on this show that, you know, I either pitch you a movie that I want you to like, Mm -hmm. a movie that I really enjoy and want you to like, or one that I just think you should see because you know it's a famous oh, when movie. Or one you just want to see my reaction. Yeah, to exactly. Yeah, but this one is a movie that I absolutely love. Probably one of my favourite movies of all time. If okay. not my favourite movie of all time. Um, I, and and I'm at the stage I don't really care whether you like it or not. <laughs> I just say, I mean, I, I, we've we'll been doing this for 50 exactly weeks now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but but the thing is your your reaction to it will not lessen how I feel about it, right? Or well, how you feel about me? No, no, no. You won't fine. see me in no, any different I'm sure light if I hate it. I, I, there, are, there are elements of it I'm sure you won't like and okay. that kind of stuff. You think our friendship could, could survive my potential oh, hatred for this film? Yeah, okay, no, absolutely, yeah. I don't think you'll hate it. Okay. Um, I think the moment it starts, you will know why I love it. Okay. Um, <laughs> that could mean so many things. No, just just the style of it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to pitch you Bullet. Okay. Because I know, I mean, you would have seen the car I have chase. Seen the car. I have seen more than just the car chase, yeah, yeah, but I have a few not bits. seen the whole movie. Okay, I And to be honest, the the plot is actually quite complex. And, I mean, I, because I, you know, when I first saw it, I was quite young. And I, so I just wait for the car chase, wait for the car chase, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. the car chase. I don't really care about I'm that. I'm going to
0: have to try and not just wait for the car well, chase. Well,
1: exactly. So this is my point, is that I uh, after years and years of just waiting for the car chase, I thought, you know, what, I'm going to actually pay attention because I don't really know what the plot is. Right. Um and I sat down and I watched it and I really enjoyed it. Um and I and I enjoy it every time I watch it and I find things new because I don't think the the plot isn't force-fed to you particularly. There are a few key scenes where you're given the information you need to figure out what's going on, but it's not it's not always overly clear exactly who's who's doing what. Okay, which I quite like. Okay. Um, so the basic premise is a cop who's called Frank Bullitt, played by Steve McQueen. He could have been in Point
0: Break with a name like that. He
1: could have, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's given the task of babysitting a mob boss who is about to uh, give evidence against his colleagues okay. in in, in, uh, in a crime syndicate. Things don't go quite to plan, so Bullet is then has to solve the the problems that he's faced with, whilst also trying to fend off the sleazy, power driven district attorney. Okay. Who's played by Robert Vaughan and he's slimy and horrible. He's brilliant in this. <laughs> um Robert Vaughan wasn't interested in this film at all. Hated the script. Didn't want to do it. Steve McQueen said, I'm not doing it if he's not doing it. So the so the, <laughs> so the production so so I think it uh, I think it's Warner Brothers actually just went to Robert Vaughan. Okay, we'll pay you this much. He went, no. And Stephen McQueen, I'm not doing it if he's not doing it. I went to Robert Horn, we'll pay you this much. No, I'm not doing it if he's not doing it. We'll pay you this much. (laughs) All right. And he now, since then, regards it as some of his best acting work. Interesting. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of things in common uh, that reflect back on movies we've watched previously.
0: Mm. Well, just the setting of San Francisco.
1: Exactly. We've got a cop film in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Steve McQueen based Frank Bullitt on Dave Toshi, who was the lead detective in the Zodiac case. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of a tie in there, and obviously this came out two, three years before Dirty Harry. Yes. So if you think of Dirty Harry is the Republican poster boy for a renegade cop, mm-hmm. um, Frank Bullitt's kind of his Democrat opposition.
0: Interesting. He's he's uh,
1: McQueen plays him with who a who wins in more, a fight? That I don't know. That would be tough. Yeah. Because the thing is, uh, um, Steve McQueen. Don't, Don't you just t- want to go? Should we go back in time to 1970? Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it?
0: And <laughs> no, no, not pit them against each other. Yeah. We make a buddy movie buddy- with those two as <laughs> partners.
1: That would be good, actually.
0: Trying to solve solve the Zodiac murders. That
1: would be amazing. Get me a
0: time machine. <laughs> that
1: would be amazing, because basically, what I mean, Bullet, he's got a long term girlfriend. He's who is worried about the effects of his job are having on him. Um, so there's lots of kind of there's a B plot in there. There's uh, is, Bullet has a lot more depth to him as a character than Dirty Harry mm-hmm. does. Um, which I really like, and I think Steve McQueen does really well, and mm. he's just, just cool as he always. I think is, the you know. only Steve McQueen film I've seen start to finish is The Great Escape. Right, yeah, that's fair enough. He's uh, kind of, I can, yeah, there's, he's that kind of just really cool character. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. Um, the his captain is played by Simon Oakland, who's the psychologist at the end of Psycho, who right. explains okay. what's wrong with Norman Bates. Okay. Um, so there's wow we can tie this to so many uh, there's loads of stuff Mm. uh, to tie it into Um, so obviously the highlights you know the car chase is often vaunted as the greatest Mm. car chase ever so I mean that's kind of a, a, a given what it overshadows is a really good tense chase sequence at an airport okay when you watch it just bear in mind that that airport is live right so every plane in it is an actual passenger jet with genuine passengers on it and all of the Airport staff were just told these guys are making a film, just get on with your jobs. They'll stay out of your way. <laughs> All the pilots were told these guys are just going to get on with it. Right. And so just bear that in mind. You when could not it. do that. You could today. not do it No, no, no you definitely can. The score is by Lalo Schifrin, mm-hmm. who I really love. So you've got this kind of kind of jazzy score, I guess, mm-hmm. which just works beautifully. Really gives it that sixties cool. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all the things you really need to know i think with the with the exception of the action sequences the pace is quite slow
0: yeah i have uh, that's a criticism i've heard leveled yeah, exactly. against it so film.
1: i know a lot of people say it's, it's it's just boring because they can't get into it but i think that if you if you stick with it it's interesting okay um yeah the last couple of notes i've got a uh, um there's a lot of handheld stuff shot on lightweight arri cameras mm-hmm. um which was a uh, a Stipulation by the director Peter Yates. Mm. He only got this job because of a single scene in a film he'd made previously. Right. Steve McQueen saw a tiny British movie that most people will never have heard of mm-hmm. called Robbery, and it's got a car chase in it with two Mark II Jags.
0: I have seen that car chase. I haven't seen the rest no.
1: of the film. I want to see the rest I've of the I've got film. the film. I've yeah. never watched it. I've watched a car chase. I haven't. Okay. Again, if, if people can look on YouTube to see the car chase in Robbery, these two Jags are absolutely hurtling through the streets, of and they're London. massive cars. They're as massive well, aren't they? cars. Yeah. They're, the handling is awful, mm. and they are—I mean—they're properly going somewhere yeah, up yeah, to like yeah. 70 miles an hour or something. Yeah. In the car chase in this, the, the genuine speeds were up to like 110 miles an hour. Yeah. So I mean, there's no, uh, there's no I uh, love, undercranking I, or anything. No,
0: like I that. do like uh, some of the law surrounding the car chase. Like yeah. he Somehow upshifts. Twelve times loses right, more right. hubcaps than the car could <laughs> yeah, possibly yeah, have, yeah, yeah. or the, the the little green beetle that appears. Exactly. In all the shots yeah, yeah. Have the, you the, seen the
1: Futurama parody? Yes, I have. Yeah, I love that scene It's absolutely brilliant. And are, I mean, they just they repeat shots and yeah, they yeah. double up, but they ha- they have to, though, yeah. you know, because they only had a few days to shoot it. I mean, it's in Central San Francisco. Oh, the, yeah. the route doesn't make any sense either. No, they jump all over the city. Yeah, from construction, but that stuff happens. But yeah, it yeah exactly. Matter. It doesn't matter. It, I mean, the thrill of that chase just—you yeah. ignore all of that. Um. It's the first first time uh, the word bullshit was ever used in a ma- major motion picture. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's, that's the last... Fascinating. Yeah, the last fact I'm going to end it with, I okay. think. Okay. Um, I was
0: tempted to say bollocks, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, it is one of my favourite films and it is based on the fact I loved The Car chase. Mm-hmm. but since my knowledge of film developed, I started to appreciate... Just how nice the cinematography is and Mm. how cool it feels and how well it's shot. I I genuinely really love it. So hopefully you will too. I've got a nice Blu ray copy for you to
0: watch. Yeah, it is something I should have seen. Yeah. And have. I I don't know if meaning to watch is the right phrase. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's something I definitely should have seen. And I almost feel bad that I haven't.
1: If I'm honest, I think your reaction is going to be. It was all right. It was a cop film, and there's a good car chase in it. I suspect that'll be it. And there may be a few other bits you like. But, you know, if it's more than that, I'll be pleased. Okay. Um, I will warn you, though, the the Blu ray I've got. You put it in the machine and the film just starts. Oh, like another one of those. Away. You seem to yeah. own about a, I know
0: a hundred of those yeah. because almost every film you lend me yeah. just starts. Okay, good. Yeah. I shall be forewarned. I won't be making a drink or exact- getting yeah, a snack.
1: Yeah, yeah, It just and it's worth because the opening. You know, I have a love of opening titles. So for sequences. first, then press play. Yeah, you know, I have a love of opening title yeah. sequences. This one is. Really good. Okay. Um, but the trouble is there's quite a bit of information as to the plot at the beginning and you kind of miss it because the title's so nice. Okay. So be All warned. Right. Um,
0: excellent. So next week, uh, once again, two, two more different films you could not no. wish for, Bullet and Little Miss Sunshine. And yeah. I remember the name of the film you pitched hey. for a change. If you've seen either of those or John Dies at the End. You can contact us on Twitter at HYS Podcast. You can leave a little note on Facebook. We are facebook.com slash Podcast. The blog is net, which we'll be getting a little update soon. Um, it will. It really <laughs> will. We have to. <laughs> we have to. Yeah. We have to. As you said, oh, we need then. to at least have a list of, even for our own minds, yeah, exactly. have a list yeah, of yeah, the yeah. we cover yeah. so we don't double up on anything, yeah. which I think could possibly be in danger of happening. Yeah. Um, and the email to send your pictures and reviews and anything else you want to, really. Yeah. Uh, it's at have you Uh One final thing that we don't mention in the contacts very often mm-hmm. is if you like this show, go on iTunes and give us a review. Yes. That's very do. helpful for our visibility yeah. and will mean other people can see it. Uh, yeah. And also, if you would like to uh, retweet... And share the links we give out to new shows. That would also be very helpful to yeah, us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we do. Some people do,
0: and we are very grateful to
1: them. Yeah, no, absolutely, we are. It, de- it definitely widens the the mm-hmm. net, as it were. Absolutely. Um, and the, yeah, it's, it's really important to if you do a review to rate it as well, or even if you if you don't, if you want to leave a, leave a review on iTunes, at least rate it. Yeah. Uh, give it a star rating mm. or what, and whatever you feel it's worth. Don't, yeah. Don't don't uh, yeah.
0: be honest. Exactly. Yeah. we you know we can handle criticism. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, thanks as always to Upbeat Productions for the use of the studio mm-hmm. and to Alexi Mum for his uh, technical expertise absolutely we'll see you next week episode 51 which will be Bullet and Little Miss Sunshine uh, and until then remember you do not choose the podcast the podcast chooses you